The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Opinions. Everybody's got one. You know the rest. The trick is finding one that's actually backed up by expert analysis and accurate information. The word is trust. And we've got plenty of it to go around. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Network. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level three? What? Yes, sir, it's level three. The late night anger match request. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Marinci. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Ian Cameron will rejoin us. We'll get into the point spreads. Take a look at Monday Night Football a little bit more. We'll get into some college football a little bit later on uh, before we're done. We were just talking about some of these division numbers uh, right now. And the AFC North. So uh, the AFC North fan duel. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, minus 130. Cincinnati Bengals, plus 480. The Cleveland Browns, plus 480. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, plus 490. Now, we took the Cleveland Browns before the season started. A little play. We didn't go as big on the Browns because, number one, they were underdogs. They were bigger dogs, so I just sprinkled on a little bit. And number two, they're the Cleveland Browns. I didn't fully really, like, trust them in the same sense as I, I took the Titans to win the division and the Bills and stuff. I already cashed out that Bills ticket, though. They basically, man, the Bills, they basically, you know what? I bet 500 bucks on the Bills um, on one of the bets, and it was like to pay 833 back only, and they were off for me 816 <laughs> I lost $16 instead of waiting eight weeks, nine weeks. And truth be told, now the Patriots are on their ass. So, actually, that was a smart move. But, nevertheless, Baltimore's going to win this division. What, you think because they lost to Miami, they're going to lose, like, every game from here on out? Like, the other teams just aren't as good. Like, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh aren't good, all right? Pittsburgh and, and now T.J. Watts hurt. So, Pittsburgh have a ton of injuries. They're, they get by barely as it is, even when they're healthy. Like, and if you look, they do have a ton of injuries, man. You know, Schuster's out for the year. Now, Claypool's hurt. Big Ben's got COVID. T.J. Watts hurt. Like, you can go on and on with these guys. And as I stated, even when Pittsburgh are healthy, it's not as if though it's easy for them. I think they're a decent team. They're okay. Without Ben, people criticize Ben Roethlisberger, but you saw they can't win without him, right? It's one of those deals. I mean, it couldn't beat the Detroit Lions. You think they're winning this division? They, like I said, if they, if Tony Corrente wasn't Tony Corrente, and you know he wasn't, he didn't give him the the Earl Hebner special, then Chicago would have beat them too. Baltimore winning this division. You have any faith in Cleveland to win this division? 
It's, it's a process of elimination here. If I asked you right now, do you want to take the Pittsburgh Steelers? I don't care what the odds are. You, you think the Steelers, forget the odds. And I'm asking everyone tuning in right now, answer out loud to yourself. I don't care. Say it. Scream it out loud, honey. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the do you want to, do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this division? God, no. The Cincinnati Bengals? The Bengals can't string together a win. They win and ooh, and then you know what I mean? The Bengals are the Bengals, okay? They're a young team. They're still developing. They're okay. They're not terrible. Hey, they're in the wild card mix. They're not winning the division. And the Cleveland Browns are flaky, okay? Baker Mayfield is flaky. The Browns can play well at home a bit. They're not a good road team. The Browns are just, you know, they are who we thought they were, right? The Browns are a 9-8 and team. And they got a ton of injuries. They lost Hunt, you know, Chubb's out. They're always hurt. The Baltimore Ravens, minus 130. That's the play, baby. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Aransi. We're in the level three, the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. What's up, my dear? 1090, Sirius XM Channel 159, all of our AM radio affiliates, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Listen. You know, everybody listens to late night uh, talk radio. We love it, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us if you choose us because there's a lot of options out there. But you'll notice most of, like, uh, most commercials that you hear and stuff, you know, everybody wants your money somehow, right? You know, everything costs something. While you're tuning in right now, we're going to give you something right now. We're going to give you something. I don't know when Hanukkah starts, but it might be pretty soon. And I know Christmas is around the corner. <laughs> so here's an early holiday gift for everybody. Baltimore Ravens to win the division. Baltimore Ravens to win the AFC North. It's a great opportunity where you get a chance to buy in right now coming off of one of their losses. And quite frankly, I do not understand this number. Like, I don't, I don't really get why the Baltimore Ravens are only minus 130 favorites right now to win the AFC North. Like, it's a process of elimination, and just ask yourself, like, would you want these other teams? Like, I don't care what the other, like, do you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers play football, do you know all the injuries that they have? If the if Tony Corrente didn't Tony Soprano, the Chicago Bears, like, he basically Jeff Galulied them. He took a crowbar to their knees, he even bumped into them, and you know they even find that guy. They find that guy for taunting. Garbage taunting call, Corrente stiff arms him, and then... On top of that, <laughs> he gets to fine. Pittsburgh couldn't even beat Detroit today, all right? Pittsburgh are not winning that division. Cleveland are Cleveland, man. And the Cincinnati Bengals are the Cincinnati Bengals. The, I, I, I don't know. I guess they're, yeah, I don't know. Like, honestly, there's a lot of markets out there, and the odds makers do a great job. It's not easy to beat these guys. But there are so many bloody options out there. There's going to be soft numbers. This is a soft number. This is an early holiday gift for you. Hey, if you've got a wife, take her on vacation by taking the Baltimore Ravens to win the division. If you're single, take yourself to Vegas. Hey, go to Vegas. Go to the Rose Bowl. That's the Michigan Wolverines going to be playing in the Rose Bowl, but we'll get into that. Hopefully they're not. Hopefully they're playing in the, in the playoffs, but if they don't, looks like the Rose Bowl could be in the cards. Baltimore Ravens, minus 130. They will win the division. Bring it. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. 
does your domestic android seem to have limited social awareness? I think you know what the problem is. Researchers at MIT are working on going from this... We can coexist, but only on my terms. ...to something more like... Please sit next to me so we can plan your destruction together. MIT CSAIL has created an environment where robots learn empathy and social skills by working together to succeed at simple tasks. Computed and recorded, dear. Rewarded for good behavior, but punished when bad. This is the voice of world control. Kind of like training your dog to behave, but hopefully not impossible like trying to train your cat. Capello on Twitter and stay tuned to the Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. We're here seven days a week. Giving you the actionable insights and expert perspectives you need to win. And here's more good news. It's free. So stay tuned and get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Red. It's Sunday, bloody Sunday. We're kicking it with Ian Cameron as we do every Wednesday and Sunday night. But Battle threw it down, and he does on Saturday nights a little in-game live weekend action. So let's get into uh, Monday's uh, game right now. Up at Battle, San Francisco 49ers. We say this on a weekly basis about how wow, this is it for their season, and then they lose, and I'm like, oh, they're done. They're done. But as we just discussed. If you actually look at the playoff picture and you look at the standings, this really is their last stand, right? Because, you know, if you have four wins, as, as pathetic as it is, you're only one game out of a, of a wild card. So, you know, can they get to four? I don't think so. I don't think they can. And, and even worse for San Francisco, we were talking about Philadelphia not winning at home. They haven't won at home, bro. They can't win in Santa Clara. They don't win in Santa Clara. They just, they don't. And then on top of it, you're getting a a Rams team coming off a bad performance. They're going to be in a bad mood right now, playing in uh, playing in a division game, man. And the Rams are going to smell blood seeing Arizona lose today. And three of the four home losses this year for San Francisco have been by a touchdown or more. I, I mean, not so even competitive. That, that's the thing, especially the last two double-digit losses to the Colts and the Cardinals, who didn't have uh, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins in there last week uh, against an Arizona team that we just saw lose badly to Carolina at home this week. So, And there's still a ton of injury issues, both sides of the football. Uh, George Kittle came back last week, and now he's being uh, his calf issue got uh, re-aggravated a little bit in practice. Now he's questionable again. Uh, Armstead, uh, uh, Eric Armstead questionable, the defensive lineman. McGlinchey, a key offensive lineman. He's been there forever, is out. 
Uh, you talk about, you know, Sanu at receiver, the Kinlaw in the defensive tackle spot, Dre Greenlaw linebacker, Jason Barrett's out for the year in the second. I mean, it's still a wounded football team that's not winning games at home. Oh, yeah, and you got to play the better team, which is the Rams, and you got to play them off a loss Sunday night against the uh, Tennessee Titans. This is fun, Gabe, because for a change, I have a strong opinion on Monday night football. Usually I'm like, I lean this, I don't love this, I kind of like this. No, I love the Rams here, uh, minus three and a half. It is uh, a strong play for me. The one concern is Shanahan has gotten the better of McVay uh, the last couple of years. San Fran's won four straight uh, against the Rams. But if anything, that means it's going to leave McVay even more chomping at the bit and the Rams even more chomping at the bit to flip the script. And if they're ever going to flip the script and finally beat the Niners, it's now that they're at their most vulnerable. So, And now Jimmy G is also still banged up, if he, even if he does play here. So all kinds of problems right now for San Francisco. I think the number's pretty cheap when it's all said and done. I like the Rams minus three and a half. And you didn't even bring up uh, Vaughn Miller or, or Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. Right? And, and Robert, yeah, by the way, this well, Robert, Robert Woods is out. Yeah, Robert Woods is out. Good timing. So Wood, Woods is out. Beckham, they've been sort of, wow, well, we'll see. We'll see about Beckham and all that. But you know he's playing, right? You know you know he's going to play. He's playing. Now there's reports he's going to return punts uh, as as well. As Babano stated, San Francisco have beaten the Rams four straight times. And the Rams will definitely be aware of this. And as we stated, too, with Arizona losing today, this football game is massive for Los Angeles. I would expect Stafford to bounce back. And, you know, that's a devastating blow losing Robert Woods because all point you bring Beckham in, you wanted the extra depth here, but they'll still be fine. Jefferson's been fine. I think, you know, they, they run the offense runs through Cooper Cup anyways. He's the, you know, he's the focal point of what they do. But to me, it's Stafford. Stafford needs to play well, right? That, that's what it comes down to. And I do expect Stafford to bounce back after last week against uh, against Tennessee. Because let's be real, Babano, the fact of the matter is, listen, I don't think Jimmy G's very good. And I would play Trey Lance. And I think this is probably the last stand for Jimmy G. Like, if they don't win and they don't play Trey Lance, then everyone's going to get fired. Because what's the point of drafting this kid and you're, you're, you're out of the playoffs? And, you know, you keep going back to Jimmy G. But the San Francisco defense, Babano, Look, bro, you talked about it. Look, Colt yes, McCoy and James Carter killed. Up. I was about to. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, people talk, oh, Jimmy G and the offense, Jimmy G offense, offense, offense. The Niners defense has been a major disappointment. Major disappointment. There's no question about that. I'll put it into context how disappointing, just in terms of the Arizona game. Colt McCoy had four incomplete passes out of 26 attempts, 249 passing yards. They had a, uh, in that game, 274 passing yards for the game, 163 rushing yards. James Conner went nuts uh, running the football uh, against that uh, San Francisco defense last week. And then you contrast what uh, Colt McCoy did last week against San Francisco to what he did against Carolina today. Colt McCoy, 11 to 20, 107 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. Completely different quarterback. And San Fran let Colt yeah. McCoy do that against them last week. It's pretty much everybody, Babano. Let's go back to, all right, this goes back to September 26 with the 49ers. Green Bay, Green Bay scores uh, 30 on them. Seattle, yep. who can't score. Seattle got shut out today. Seattle hangs 28 on them. At Arizona, all right, they, they only give up 17. Uh, Indianapolis, that game was in San Francisco. Remember, and 30 points in the rain. Good. They gave 30 points in the rain, right? So 30-18, they lose. They beat Chicago. Chicago, they scored 22 on them. Today, uh, you know, we saw in the last game, Arizona uh, hung 31 on them. We see Arizona today. 
you know, stumbled around with, with without D Hop or without Kyler Murray. It's a it's a legitimate problem, and I think the the part of the problem is it falls on the offense because the offense goes in and out so fast all the time. So the defense gets back on the field, and then the defense they've had injuries, but they get their secondary is not very good. But Banner, you can throw the ball on these guys. I just say it's a bad matchup for San Francisco here. I'm with you. I think the Rams are going to go in there, and the Rams are going to drill them, and it's going to be a bad time for Shanahan on talk radio in San Francisco after the game tomorrow night, Babano. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really now a bad, what we have to call, I don't know if it's a horrendous defense, but it's a bad defense. It's a below-average defense. So, I mean, as simple as that right now for San Francisco. When you're 25th in the NFL in points allowed uh, per game, you're a bad defense. You're a bottom you know, bottom five. Yeah, you bottom are six. what your record, and you are what it Correct. says you are, you know, like as you stated. I mean, that's the dude. They're giving up, as you say. They give up twenty-five point two points per game. Jacksonville give up twenty-six point one. Right? They're right. That's there. who they're with. That's who they're keeping they company score. with on defense. Yep. So think about it, guys. Exactly. So, all right, we give up twenty-six, twenty-five points per game. Yet we don't have an explosive offense. That's a bad combination, Babano. It is, and we've seen now the Rams. Now this is only the second loss for the Rams, and they bounce back after their first loss to Arizona, and they beat Seattle on the road, an NFC West divisional game on the road. They won that game. And this is the same spot here, NFC West divisional game on the road after a loss. So the same situation they had when they beat Seattle. Oh, and another thing too, uh, with the uh, Rams going into this game is if they win it because of Arizona losing on Sunday against Carolina, they tie Arizona for first in the NFC West at eight and two, and they still play Arizona one more time uh, this year. So enormous opportunity for the Rams. It's one of the smarter things I've done. Not everything I've done is smart. I was talking about the Denver. I have a couple of uh, I have a couple of college football win totals that I did lose. Uh, Tennessee were better than I thought they were going to be, and Arkansas were better than I thought they were going to be. But a couple of weeks ago, Babano, I jumped in. I remember you and I talked about it. I talked about this for a couple of nights actually throughout that week, in which I took the Rams at like plus one seventy five to win the division, right? And they were dude, they were one game back of Arizona at the time. I'm like, they're not three games back, guys, and Arizona will stumble, right? They they will stumble, and here we are. A great point that you raised. Rams win this football game, which just highlights it even more, right, for the Rams and for, for the Rams on Monday night. Big, big game, Nova Battle. San Francisco season is on the line. I don't want to overly – I'm not going to say that Shanahan's job is on the line, but it could be the beginning of the end for him. Like, ownership is getting very, very frustrated. If you add it all up, despite all the hype, Babano, Shanahan and Lynch have had one winning season there, bro. That Super Bowl season. That's yep. it. Everything else. And I, oh, they've had injuries. Well, whatever, dude. It's been every damn year. You don't win. Everyone has injuries. They just don't win, Babano. Where are the wins? It's like, uh, where are the wins? There's no wins. No wins, not since that Super Bowl year. And uh, all I heard, too, from the Niners is uh, John Lynch and this management group. And under since oh, Shanahan's been there as the coach, they've, and, yeah, they've accumulated this, yeah. quality depth. Well, where is it then? If you've got all these injuries and you say you have quality depth, you know who reminds that quality me of depth supposed to step in and play well? The Boston Celtics with Danny Ainge. For years, bro, it's like, oh, my God, they have, like, three of the first 15 picks again. And, like, you know what I mean? They stockpiled all these picks. They had all this talent, and it never really – accumulated. You know what I mean? It sort of did a bit. It just sort of fizzled out. All right, Babano. One more segment with Babano. We'll get into the point spreads, man. Time always flies by on Sunday night. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Portrage. Sports professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your Sports News Minute. Well, we've said many times as far as gambling is concerned that maybe 40 or 45 states will have enacted laws in the next two or three years 
even ones that are dead set opposed to it. Why? You look to your left, you look to your right in your state, you see all the money coming in, including places that have taken money from citizens of your state going next door, teachers, roads, infrastructure, everything, and here's the time to do it. Ohio, the latest example, a lot of rhetoric against gambling, but now they have legislation that's 90% complete that talks about uh, over 25 licenses, 70 establishments generating as much revenue as they possibly can. And why? Well, the Browns, the Bengals, the Cavaliers, all the pro sports franchises in that state lobbying for it where they were lobbying against it a few years ago. What an amazing world. Sports Professor Rick Harrow, Sports News Minute. Ordinary Sports Talk Network. Not only do we have a roster of world-class experts, but they tell you gaming strategies to help you win. Any simpler, and we'd have to hold your hand. And nobody wants that. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. This is Sports Rage. I am Rex. We're kicking at the Mighty 1090. Throwing it down in San Diego, Los Angeles, SoCal, in the house. Sirius XM Channel 159. Sports Grid Radio Networks. Ian Cameron kicking with us. You can follow Ian on Twitter at Babano. Of course, you can follow me, Gabriel Moranzi, on Twitter at Sports Rage. Uh, all right, Babano posts all the links to all of his shows, podcasts, picks, and everything else in between, including the Ice Guys. Let's uh, let's get into the point spreads, though, uh, Babano, like we always do, and see if anything uh, jumps off the screen at us as far as early line movement. We talked about how hot the New England Patriots are. Patriots and the Falcons, Super Bowl rematch. You're going to hear 28-3 a lot uh, over the next couple of days. Uh, Patriots are minus 5.5 right now at FanDuel. Total is 46 and a half. And Detroit Lions on the road once again, Babano, same division, uh, getting 10 points this time against the Cleveland Browns. Total 45 in those in that football game. Oh, man, Detroit and Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland in a bounce back <laughs> spot. Detroit really, uh, Detroit. The Lake Erie special. Yeah, Detroit didn't do anything special in that game. I mean, they didn't trust Jared Goff to throw the football. It was DeAndre Swift getting the ball almost on every play. And I know the weather wasn't great. It was pouring rain. Their defense played well. That's the positive thing about Detroit. They covered the number, but the positive thing about the Lions was, they number one, they play hard. Number two, the defense plays played well. But number three, it's hard for me to defend Jared Goff. He's terrible. He doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to, but it's bad. It's bad, bad. <laughs> he's got one semi-decent receiver, and he's not even great, and that's Amon Ross St. Brown. And other than that, I can't yeah, name anyone that's a big-time receiver there. He's a fourth-round rookie. <laughs> and I like Hawkinson. Hawkinson's capable, but he's the tight end. I mean, but he's other than right. that, got nothing uh, really in the passing game. So. The problem with backing Detroit here is they had the bye week to recharge their batteries, you know, refresh their minds, get ready to play, fired up for getting their first win. But now another dis- – it's a tie. And I know it's a step in the right direction, but it still isn't a win, and they played their guts out today. Can they do it again one more time on the road again against Cleveland, who are going to be all ticked off after getting embarrassed by New England today? So that's the concern. But I guess if I had to give an early week lean, I'd probably still maybe rather look at the Lions. But I, <laughs> Exactly. I, I don't know. Maybe the Lions on a team. Or plus 17. Uh, San Francisco, so we're talking about the Niners. They haven't played yet. Uh, Niners are laying six. I'll tell you what, I don't care if it's Jacksonville. I don't trust the Niners minus six against anybody, even though we should know the Niners in bizarre world fashion are like a lot of teams in the NFL now. They're good on the road and they don't win at home. I mean, the Niners, all their wins have come on the road. So they're laying six. The total 
is uh, 46 and a half. And Jacksonville are getting a little better. You can tell they're, they're you know, they, they've, they won last week. They're competitive. They covered again uh, today. They covered against, uh, you know, of course, against Buffalo last week with the outright win. And speaking of the Bills, we brought it up briefly earlier. But Buffalo Bills, seven-point favorites, Babano, against the Colts. You talked about it earlier. Playoff rematch from last year. And a game the Colts were actually in. That was a close game. Total 49 and a half in the Bills and the Colts game. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that I'd lean Colts early in the week in that game. The way I'm going to do the San Fran-Jacksonville game is if San Francisco loses to the Rams on Monday night, as I think they will, that's going to effectively end pretty much any chances for the Niners. And if they lose that game to the Rams, I'll be on Jacksonville next Sunday. It'll probably be Trey Lance. Let me throw that in there, too. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose. They'll just go to Trey Lance after this. That's okay. I still like Jacksonville. He's not been good anytime he's been in there. (laughs) Oh, he hasn't really played, but yeah, I know what you mean. He's a rookie quarterback. So and I said before problems. the season, Marenzi, when we teed up Jacksonville, I said they'd struggle early. I think they're going to have some tough, tough times early. But maybe back half of the season, they'll be more competitive. They'll start covering some numbers. And bam, this is exactly what we're starting to see the last couple of weeks. So I think there's point spread value at this point in time with the Jags. And their defense is improving. They definitely are. You can see it the last couple of weeks. They shut down the Colts in the second half today. Colts didn't do much after halftime offensively. No, and listen, you got to give them credit. They also shut down the um, they shut down the Buffalo Bills last week. Can't deny it. I mean, the Bills didn't didn't score a touchdown, right? Um, they did. It, you know, it, it was the London game. It's pretty much actually after the Urban Meyer controversy <laughs> with, with Jacksonville, but they've been on a little bit of a covering roll right here. Um, you know, they covered against the Cincinnati Bengals in that prime time game. Then they got pasted by Tennessee. Then uh, they they beat Miami and London. Then, all right, they got drilled at Seattle. Then they beat Buffalo, and then they cover uh, today. But they've covered four of their last six football games. They've covered three of their last four. They're 3-1 and one ATS in their last four games, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, this is the first one here that sort of I go, hmm. I get it. The Dolphins have been terrible this year, but, bro, the Jets are bad, bad. All right, the Jets are a bad football team. Dolphins minus three right now, Babano. I imagine Tua is going to be playing in this game uh, for, for the Dolphins. Totals 45 and a half. You know, the, the Dolphins and Jets have always had weird games and stuff over the years. But to me, this is one that catches my eye just to fade the Jets. Dolphins minus three. And I'd be, I'm surprised. I would say this line does go up. It has to. It absolutely has, especially after we saw Miami upset Baltimore, which at least gives them a little pulse. Things were really spiraling out of control for the Dolphins a little bit. Uh, but now all of a sudden we see what they've done. Actually, that's back-to-back wins because they beat Houston uh, before that. So, you know, all of a sudden a little momentum, a little spark, and we're going to put the Jets in a range where they've got to uh, win a game to cash a ticket. No, nope, yeah, not whoa, with my money. Whoa. And I think Zach Wilson could be back too. I'm not sure, but I think he is. I mean, we were hearing maybe this week. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does. And that's a detriment. That's not good uh, if he's back. Um, Carolina. Babano's Carolina Panthers. Minus two and a half. Cam Newton and McCaffrey. I like the Panthers. I think minus two and a half. As long as McCaffrey's playing, I'm in. So Washington won today. They caught Tampa. It is what it is. They seem to match up well uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lose Chase Young. So it's two and a half. Total 43 and a half. Baltimore Ravens are minus six and a half on the road. Coming off a disappointing road loss against Miami. Ravens lay six and a half in the Windy City against the Bears. The Bears, 45 and a half. Eagles, 
Uh, fly Eagles fly minus one and a half again. Every damn Eagle game is a pick em or one and a half. Eagles minus one and a half hosting the New Orleans Saints. Man, the NFL is a weird league from week to week. Total is 44. Tennessee Titans. We talked about this game earlier with Vanna. Uh Titans minus 10 and a half hosting the Houston Texans. Total 45. Green Bay Packers defense was great. Their offense was didn't do anything today. Um, that was a frustrating game if you had Seattle like I did, but I did cash tickets with the under. Packers are minus two and a half in Minnesota. That'll be a fun game. 49 and a half. Arizona's minus two in Seattle. I assume Murray and Hopkins will be back next week. Total 50 and a half uh, there. Uh, we got the uh, the Chargers laying four to the Steelers. And next Monday night football is uh, Buccaneers minus 11, hosting the Road Warriors, the New York Giants, 50 and a half. What do you think of the point spreads, Papano? And what would you bet early or what do you like early? For me, I like the Dolphins early here, and I think Carolina. I think the number will only go up with Carolina as well. I think it'll hit that three, three and a half mark. It's already heading that way, and I agree with Carolina's side. And I like the over in that Washington-Carolina game. Let's cash in on some Carolina overs because I think the offense is going to start percolating. We already saw it today against Arizona, (laughs) and I think you're going to see it continue here. So I like the over in that game. It's not like Washington's defense is very good. So 43 seems pretty low in that game. If if Carolina's offense is going to start improving like I think it will now with Walker and Newton at the quarterback spot, uh, I think there's going to be points in that game. So I like both sides in total. Yeah, that's and as we 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 reiterate too, Chase Young is going to be out, so that's that's obviously yeah, that can't help can't help the Washington the football rush, team. Yep. Uh, can't can't help. Uh, what else catches your eye, uh, Babano? Uh, New Orleans, I, I'm leaning to them. I'm leaning to Houston, as ugly as it is against Tennessee, just because I've seen. Or this let me before. ask you. Sorry, let me ask you because it's early. I'm not going to put you on spot for picks. Oh, what do you like? Who like? Because we're going to speak later in the week. But which way, like as far as the numbers, what do you like? Which way do you think? Okay, I like this, and I think the number's going to move. Because like I said, I think the Dolphins at three, I, I, that's going to go up. Even though the Dolphins are bad, people aren't betting the Jets. And you you, you coined it best. And you said you're getting the Jets, and they got to win the game, essentially. And I also think with the Cam Newton hype throughout the week, with Chase Young's injury, people will, you know, it'll wear off that they beat the Bucks today. I think that number will move from two and a half as well. Yeah, I think so too. Tampa Bay in a, in a pretty good spot there, and and you might see it. I definitely think the 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 uh, Saints might take some money there. Houston, Tennessee will stamp back. Green Bay's taking money against Minnesota. Cincy, Las Vegas. If Las Vegas loses, uh, well, we'll see. Cincinnati, Las Vegas. We'll see. Arizona, Seattle. Arizona minus two point road favorites. Seattle opened a one point home favorite. Arizona's laying two on the road now because betters think Murray's going to be back. I think if you like Arizona, lock it in now. And that's if you, a good if, two point. Yeah. If you like Dallas, Kansas City, over, bet that now. That opened 52 and a half. I'm already seeing 53 and a half to 54. That total is only going to go up. With those two offenses, Dallas and KC, yeah, those should be points, and I'm sure it's going to go up if you like that over. Uh, Babano, we've got a couple of minutes before we get you out of here. Um, only two NHL games, so we've got time for it. We've got about 90 seconds here. A couple of, uh, a couple of shifts. Uh, yep. So to speak, but Bado, of course, is one of the ice guys at daily hockey podcast. Stay up to date with the NHL and get a bunch of free picks on a daily basis. Uh, Detroit Red Wings and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Jackets are minus 128, total five and a half. And the uh, New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. It is um, got a playoff rematch, actually, from last year. Uh, Lightning minus 140, Islanders plus 116. That total is also five and a half. What's your quick take on the two hockey games overnight? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the New York Islanders, they're they're jet lag. They're road weary. They've been on the road all season. They haven't played a home game. These last two games in Florida, the tail end of this road trip, 
But if there's one game they could rear back, find a little energy, find a little incentive, uh, it's playing Tampa Bay, who have knocked you out of the playoffs two years in a row. I think you get the Islanders' A game. I like the Islanders in that spot Monday night against uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay beat Florida uh, the other night. Great game in overtime, but I think the Islanders step up here. Detroit-Columbus, I like Detroit. I think they're a little moneymaker. They're playing good hockey. I don't trust Columbus as favorites. Close game, give me Detroit. I've been impressed every time I've watched Detroit play. I'm impressed with their their style. I'm impressed with their skating. Uh, they seem to have a good team chemistry. A lot to like about them. All right, uh, Babano, so I know people can follow you on Twitter, Ababano, but uh, where can people find the ice guys and everything else in between you got going on? Yeah, on Twitter, at Bobano, the Ice Guys Hockey Podcast Network, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. I'm doing stuff on Pub Sports Radio, uh, NBA shows, call football shows, and I'm doing uh, BetUS Sportsbook shows for college basketball. So a very busy week ahead doing shows. Do all right, you know good, all about that. Good stuff. Uh, keep it up, uh, Bobano. We'll catch up with you on uh, Wednesday. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Keith. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Four Trades. Bring it. The Pat McAfee Show. Oh, yeah. Come on! That's what happens when yeah. you wear glasses that are for children. Is your brain too big? Glasses too small? Oh, Brain's definitely not too big. I think it's more so my ears have been kind of acting weird lately, and these things won't hook around. Oh. Those glasses are just not the right size. No. I think they're for, like, Build-A-Bear. It's the Pat McAfee Show with Pat McAfee on Sports Grid Monday through Saturday at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Watch live on SportsGrid.com or your favorite OTT platform. Luck is never just luck. If you think winning is only a matter of chance, think again. We bring you sports gaming strategies and information that changes outcomes. Keep it here. And get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Radio, Mighty 1090, kicking it on Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks, AM Radio Affiliates as well, Armed Forces Radio Networks. Let's do this thing. A lot of stuff to still get to here uh, tonight. Uh, but let's get into the Monday Nighter a little bit. And there's a theme with this, right? And this is, you know, it's always a problem in which, you know, people want the new but then as soon as they get the new, they talk about tradition and what it was like in the good old days. And look, it's a classic example now. Look at Soldier Field in Chicago. right? We have Julio on. We have our Windy City Sports Report. And he said, look, Soldier Field's a dump. Nobody likes it. And, you know, he doesn't mind. Hey, they're getting a nice new stadium. And then you're going to see in like 20 years – Man, oh, I can't believe you are. They used to play at Soldier Field, and now it's like, and yeah, Candlestick was a dump. That was the whole point. 
right? That was the whole point. There's so many arenas like that as well, right? The Montreal Forum with the Montreal Canadiens. How much success have they had since they left that building? None. They've never won since, right? I've always thought the Yankees... I've always thought the Yankees did it best, and people don't even really like the new Yankee Stadium all that much, as much as they like the old one, because, you know, the old one had the history, right? But people want history, but then they kill history all the time. But at least the Yankees, they just built an effing replica, which I don't understand why the Canadians didn't do that either. Like, if you're going to build, if you're one of these, like, if you have an iconic stadium or an arena or something, and you're, you're moving out of soul greed... Right, and that's all. You know, it's always just greed. Bigger stadium, bigger whatever, more money, more money. Then at least just build a, a damn replica. But and I get you're not building a replica of Candlestick Park, but ever since San Francisco, like they just they don't. It's not the same vibe, man. You know, there's like a vibe. There's there's a vibe about the San Francisco Giants, and you're on the water. It's windy. Um, you know, there's just you got the the crazies there and stuff. Like there's just. If there are, San Francisco's a crazy city. It's a unique place, and it's a tough place to play. And if you look, like the San Francisco Giants have been good at home. The, you know, think about the San Francisco 49ers in the past history that they had a candlestick. And I get it. A lot of it goes with the players that they had. But there was something about the place, right? The wind, and it threw teams off. And, you know, there was, like, rats in the locker rooms and stuff and, like, the visiting room. And, like, there was just sort of it. it was gritty. It was gritty. You look like you look at the Dallas Cowboys, and they they haven't really been good at home. I mean, they're having a good year this year, but their stadium is too nice. You know what I'm saying? It's nice leather seats and stuff. It's like you know, people get soft, right? When you're living in luxury, you get soft, and a lot of these stadiums are just too luxurious. Now the 49ers. The 49ers are another story in which that stadium just has no feel, right? There's no feel to it. It's just, it's so generic. Very similar to MetLife, right, where the Giants and Jets play. There's no real feel to it. It's just like like massive sort of complex um, in the middle of a parking lot. You know what I mean? It's like a parking lot in the middle of a parking lot in the middle of a parking lot type thing, right? Like there's no real feel to it. And therefore, you don't have any home field advantage to it. And San Francisco, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, these guys, they've lost eight of their last nine home games, one in 11 in the last 12, 0 and 4 this year. I mean, it's not, it's not a coincidence. Hardcore 49er fans, and I know we've got people in the Bay Area tuning in right now, and I think some of you are even in our chat. is, as you know, people weren't happy when they moved to Santa Clara. It's just, like, it's not San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're in the middle of, like, it's just this suburb, and, like, you know, you have this stadium in the middle of nowhere in this parking lot. And the numbers pay for themselves, right? They don't win at home. We've seen a, a common trend in sport, and specifically in the National Football League, of home field advantage not meaning as much uh, anymore, and you see it. But it's really crazy. Like, who would imagine a San Francisco 49ers going to be 0-4 at home? All right? They're actually 3-1 and on the road. Actually 3-1 and on the road. It's, it's bizarre world. Philadelphia Eagles, same thing. 
like, you know, Philadelphia, you figure, wow, the fans are crazy. It'd be a, a tough place to go play. No, because it's negative. Yeah, they're crazy, but they're crazy negative as well towards their own team, which therefore it creates uh, like a toxic environment in the stadium. It's an East Coast thing. Like different parts of the country are different. People in the Midwest are supportive, right? People in on the West Coast are pretty chill besides the people who are fighting in the stands. <laughs> and um, people on the East Coast are just angry, Right, like they're angrier people. It's colder, the weather. They're just they are, right? It's just like I said. I've been to like a bunch of giant games, jet games, uh, eagle games. I'm telling you, East Coast sports, Bills games. People are just surly. They're angry, right? They hate life. They're just angrier people on the East Coast. It's a shorter lifespan due to due to rage. <laughs> Why do you think the name of the show is Sports Rage? <laughs> right? It's, it's Sports Rage. But San Francisco are just bad. Like, the, you know, we can go on as far as all, you know, we can tell you about this and tell you about that, but their numbers really are alarming when you talk about the, the San Francisco 49ers at home and, and their offense. Like, just overall, San Francisco is just a bad football team. And Shanahan's one of these guys that is heralded as a genius, right? And there's always the injury excuse. Wow, they have a lot of injuries and stuff. Well... Yes and no, they have had a lot of injuries, but so does every other team. And, dude, they've had a losing season in five of the last six seasons. They have a losing season. It's going to be six of the last seven seasons, a losing season. Like, they have given they have given Lynch and they've given Shanahan complete autonomy to do whatever they want, right? They've traded picks. They've moved around. They've done this. They've done that. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl. They did go to the Super Bowl, but it's been nothing but misery since. The offense is putrid. San Francisco 49ers have scored 21 points or less in five of their last seven games. And we know what's alarming, too, is their defense can't stop anybody. So San Francisco's given up 25.3 points uh, per game, which ranks 20, uh, 26th in the National Football League going into tomorrow night's contest. And anybody that watches the 49ers, like we all do, you know, we all watch all the games, but I can't tell you I watch every play of every Jacksonville Jaguar game. No, like I don't. But the 49ers I have, right? I've seen every 49er game. And the 49ers are a lot like Seattle are. They're in the same division. They're very similar teams, actually, right, in a, in a lot of ways. They're, both their offenses suck. They both had high expectations coming into the year. It's the same thing every week. Like, they just, you know, nothing changes every week. And it's like, oh, this is the week. They're going to turn it This is the week. Oh, no, this is the week. And in a similar situation, the defenses play pretty well. But eventually, like you see with Seattle today, they finally just started to get pissed off and do stupid things. And they start taking the bad penalties. San Francisco does this. San Francisco are a dumb team, right? And this is on the coaching staff. Like, when you see players, like, watch a San Francisco 49er game, guys. They're good for at least two misconduct, whatever, taunting, and they deserve it, type taunting. Like, basically, San Francisco will be losing by 10 points. They're trying to mount a comeback. Somebody will make a play, and then they'll get a flag after for talking smack. Um, they'll fumble the ball, 
right? They'll sort of drive. They'll be coming back. Like, oh, and then they fumble. Like, they're just a not a good football team. Like, all around. And specifically on defense, they can't stop you now. Because the offense is bad, and the offense goes in and out so quickly. And it puts the defense in a bad spot. And then the defense makes plays, but then eventually it catches up to them. They get pissed off, and then, you know, the wheels fall off. You know, they're giving up 25.3 points per game. The Rams' defense has started to dial it up a little bit as well. They're going to be flying around here. And, I, you know, the fact that the fact that the Niners have actually beaten these guys four times in a row, I think, is actually worse. Because you know the Rams have this circled. And the fact is, Arizona losing today, the Rams win. They're in a first-place tie. Right, so this is a massive game for the Los Angeles Rams to take that next step. And yes, it's a big game for San Francisco. Despite us saying it every damn week and they lose every week, this is the last stand. Because if San Francisco won this game, they would have four wins, and it's stupid, but they'd actually be in this thing. Like, as it is right now, the Carolina Panthers are the new team that's in the playoffs. Atlanta's out, Carolina's in. That's that's the way that plays out right now. Just for the record, in the in the AFC, the Chargers are the last team in right now. If the playoffs, like if the season ended right now, the Chargers would be in. Chargers, Patriots, Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens, Bills, and Titans. Titans are starting to run away with the top seed here. Right, they got an eight and two record, and the you know I think the second best team right now in the AFC are the Buffalo Bills. It's not like smooth, it's not like pretty at times with the Bills, but the Bills are a good football team. I think both I think Baltimore are good, but I think Buffalo are better than Baltimore, and Tennessee are the best team in the AFC. And Tennessee beat Buffalo. That's how big that is. So. Look, they, they're they eight and two. Buffalo are a game and a half back, but then Tennessee also have that tiebreaker. So Tennessee are definitely in control right now to get the top seed. And of course, there's only one one top seed now and one bye. Now, as far as the NFC is concerned, it's just a whack job show. Like the Philadelphia Eagles are suddenly one game back, a game and a half back in the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're actually one game back now. It's complicated because there's so many teams and they're all tied and stuff like that. But Carolina are holding on to the last spot. But Carolina got a shot in the arm right now. And I think Carolina is going to be – I think they will beat Washington this week. They get the Washington football team. Washington beat Tampa today. You know, Brady. Brady's kind of sloppy. Brady – like, that's the thing with Tom Brady. Like, other quarter bets a thing, though, when you win as many Super Bowls. But Tom Brady will throw, like, two or three touchdown passes, but he'll also throw a couple of interceptions. It's very Jameis Winston-like there, I say. And bad interceptions. Late-night anger management class. We'll wrap things up with a couple of future picks on the way out here. We've already given you Baltimore. Bring it. The Sports Grid Radio Network presents This Date in Sports History. A long pass up to Baylor. Baylor goes in, has it. 
1960, Elgin Baylor of the L.A. Lakers scores 71 points versus the New York Knicks. His first year with the Lakers as a rookie, he led a team in scoring, rebounding, and assists. Baylor averaged 27.4 points and 13.5 rebounds during his 14-year career with the Lakers. For Sports Grid Radio, I'm Mike Demerges. When you need to know something, you trust someone who's been right on the money before. That's where we come in. That's what we do. But we just call it the winning edge to save time. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Oh, yeah. Three-minute warning, level three. Man, it really is a quick 180 minutes, isn't it? Like I said... Imagine sitting through, like, The English Patient or some, like, three-hour, long-ass, boring movie or something like that. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, God, three hours? Like, I don't even like three-hour flights. Man, I wish I should listen to this show on the flight, man. I should do the show on the flight that I am. Whenever I take a flight, I should just say I should try to do a show live on the plane, and then the plane ride won't seem so long. All right, so I get, listen, man, we're talking about division futures here. I think this is, I love these division futures, and the great thing about this is you really don't have all that long to wait anymore, right? When's the last, I think the last week of regular season playing the National Football League is like January 6th or something like that, January 7th, what is it, 8th, no, 9th, I, whatever it is. It's like it's not the New Year's Eve weekend, it's the weekend after, it's the last weekend. So time goes by fast, guys. We're already midway through November here, essentially. So I think the Baltimore Ravens to win a division is a process of elimination. I don't trust you can't trust and great promo from Pharrell in which he said you can't trust the, Detroit, the, the, the Steelers to cover against the Detroit Lions even. And he was right. Um, you can't the Steelers ain't winning the division. The Bengals aren't winning the division and the Browns aren't winning the division. The Ravens are the best team in the division. It's not even debatable. And you're getting them at minus one thirty. It's a bad number. It's a good number to take. Uh Ravens to win a division at minus one thirty. Kansas City? Well, whatever, man. Right? The offense didn't hasn't clicked until it clicked tonight. Uh, click, click, boom, as they murdered the Raiders tonight. But similar situation. Process of elimination. The Raiders' depth is just not deep enough. They're just, quite frankly, not good enough, the Raiders. Right? Like, they're wearing thin. Like, you know what I mean? They're just, their depth isn't there. They don't have enough talent to win this thing. The Chargers are just the Chargers, man. They're flaky. Right, the Chargers can't stop the run. Herbert's turning the ball over a lot. The Chargers look like a wild card type of team. They don't look like a division winner to me. Uh, the Broncos ain't winning a division. You got the Chiefs at plus one hundred. Baltimore Ravens minus one thirty. Win the division. Chiefs to win a division plus one hundred. Rams roll tomorrow. We'll see you on game time decisions. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.